Hello and welcome to this special bonus edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and let me greet you all with a hearty, happy Thanksgiving. This is our Thanksgiving edition, and we have as a special guest, Evangelist Byron Fox of Bible Truth Music. Brother Byron, welcome to our podcast. Well, I am delighted to be your guest today, Brother Kevin. And I, I've been looking for a chance to have you on, and because uh, you're, you're a very interesting guy, and you've got a lot to say, and you've got a great ministry. So let's start off, and let's talk a little bit about what Bible Truth Music is. Well, Bible Truth Music uh, actually started July the 10th, 1987, so more than 30 years ago. I was a young man, 23 years old, and God put it in mine and my wife, Renee, our hearts, about um, a music publishing company. And God has certainly blessed through the years. We've released more than 2,000 different music products, uh, a lot of them for choir, but also hymnals and piano books and listening recordings and so forth. And we serve about 7,000 churches in America. Wow. And we praise God for all of it. And Bible Truth Music has been a blessing to me personally. It, it's one of my favorite, pl- as I'm on the internet, you've got uh, Bible Truth Music Radio as well. And uh, I yes. like to listen to it. It's, you know, when you when you flip on the, the radio station today and you listen to Christian music, and you kind of, you got to come to it with a critical spirit. You know, if I've got my kids in the car, do I really want them listening to it? I never have that problem with Bible Truth Music. I never have a problem with the doctrine or uh, the style or anything. It's just, it's good old gospel music. It, it's hymns. It's it's God-honoring stuff that uh, I, I can listen to with the whole family. And I don't have to, and it just... It, it's relaxing, and it's, it's, it's just great music. Well, praise God, Brother Kevin. I, I'm so glad to hear there's been a help to you and your family. Praise the Lord. Well, and it's one of the few places that's still putting out banjo music. Yes, we do have <laughs> several recordings where banjo is featured. You know, banjo does not fit every song. You know, it doesn't fit Oh Holy Night. But on Joy to the World, that banjo's great. <laughs> I, I gotta disagree. I, yeah. I can't think of a song that the banjo wouldn't be good for, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Understood, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a happy instrument, no doubt. It is, it is. And it's, it's one of the few instruments that I can pick up and kind of play. <laughs> Emphasis on yeah. kind of. <laughs> uh, understood, yes sir. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving here, and so... Let me start off with a real softball question. Brother Byron, what are you what are you thankful for this year? Well, I'm thankful for my wife, Renee. We've been married more than thirty five years, and I thank God for her. She's a, an exceptional Christian and she certainly encouraged me to live for the Lord. And then we've got two grown children and um God's been kind to us. I've served the Lord for eleven years at a at a church as an assistant pastor, and now for 25 years as an evangelist. And I can just say God has been good to us, and we're thankful for his kindness and his faithfulness and his benevolence with our family. I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful to be a Christian, and I'm very thankful for my family. Now, do you have any Thanksgiving traditions that you look forward to, anything that uh, you do each year? Well, yes, as an evangelist, I'm gone so much of the time. I'm basically home a day or two every week. I fly back and forth. My wife is unable to travel due to her health. Um, 
that's another story. Um, it's very hard to, to travel the way I do. About 100 locations a year. Hmm. But every week I'm home for a day or two. But at Thanksgiving, uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, my travel slows down considerably. And uh, so I'm able to spend more time at home. And on Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving, we always have family events with uh, my side of the family and then with my wife's side of the family. And um, those are just great times of fun, games, and, of course, food. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I look forward to every year. Like Kind of like you, uh, my family, we Christmas was a big deal, but... Thanksgiving was the biggest deal. That's when we had all the family together, and yeah. that's when uh, we just had a really good time of fellowship, and the food was amazing. And so my oh, yeah. Yeah. my uh, my stepmother, uh, she is from the Philippines, and when she came, married my dad, um, no one, I don't think, clued her in as to some of the traditions, and so she uh, she cooked not only a turkey, but enchiladas, Lasagna, chicken wings, <laughs> yes. and egg rolls. And I, 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 I talked to the rest of the family, and we made a pact. We would never tell her what the tradition actually was because we wanted to keep this going. So, Absolutely. <laughs> Add all of that to turkey. Sounds great yes. to me. Yes, yeah. awesome. All right, well, let's let's back up a little bit. So we're, we want to talk about Thanksgiving in general, not just the, the holiday or the food or uh, what we think of as a day. But a spirit of Thanksgiving in general. There's there's lots that the scripture has to say about Thanksgiving. So how would we back up and just define what we mean by that word? Well, the word Thanksgiving uh, would mean to express gratitude, and especially gratitude uh, toward God. Yeah. And uh, we've got so many things that we ought to be thankful for. Our very lives, our family, our friends, our jobs. You know, I hear people complaining about their jobs. We all ought to be saying, thank you, Lord, we have a job. Right. And then, of course, thanking God for salvation. You know, I've, I've been saved 46 years. I've said many times the best day of my life was the day that I received Christ as my Savior. But I would add to that that every day it just gets sweeter serving the Lord. Mm. I see God's grace and God's mercy. You know, every morning God's mercy is new, the Bible tells us. So we ought to be expressing thanks to the Lord on a daily basis. Hmm. So how do we tell if we are thankful? Because, you know, uh, we're both parents, and uh, you probably did what I do with my kids now. I, I, Whenever I give them something, we teach them, okay, now what do you say? And they'll say, thank you. And yeah. whether they're actually thankful or not... Um, is a different story, but we're trying to instill that practice, and eventually we hope that you know that will uh, take root in their spirit and their heart. So uh, there, it, I think a lot of people over this this holiday will go around the table and say something they're thankful for, and some of it's yeah. kind of like a rote memory. How do we know if we're really actually thanking the Lord for this stuff, or just kind of reciting what we always do? Yeah, well, uh, actions speak louder than words. Hmm. Me obeying God, doing what God says in the Bible, that demonstrates faith that I believe the Bible, I believe God. Right. But I think it also shows to God that I'm thankful for what he's done for me. So I need to obey God by doing what he says to do 
and those things he prohibits in the Bible, I need to refrain from doing those. Right. I think just obeying God is a way for me to say thanks to God with my life hmm. and our attitude. You know, um, you can have a gratitude attitude, or you could just have an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think we ought to have the gratitude attitude. Right. Just being thankful in everything. You know, in fact, that's what the scripture says. You know, that church in Thessalonica, the book of First Thessalonians has 22 military-like commands were given to that mm. church in the book of First Thessalonians. 22 divine commands. Well, one of them is, in everything give thanks, for right. this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So um, if you want to do God's will, give thanks. And that means in everything, yeah. just give thanks. And so that's part of my attitude, should be part of my attitude. Every Christian, everybody should be a Christian. Everybody should have a gratitude attitude and just give thanks to God continually. The, at the fruit of our lips, the book of Hebrews says. Right. You know, and I, I, as you were talking about that, I, I was thinking about uh, Romans 12.1. Uh, you know, if we are yes. thankful to the Lord, we will... Our, our bodies will be a living sacrifice to the Lord. And that yes. is a, a, a reasonable response to what God has done for us. Absolutely. Just the mercy and the grace that God has shown to me mm. is enough for me to shout glory the rest of my life and to sing His praises all day long. Amen. I, you know, and when I contemplate, I think, my sinful condition, because, you know, the Bible says we're all sinners— and because of yes. that, you know, we deserve eternal condemnation. We we, we deserve hell. And so, therefore, yes. anything that's not hell is a gift of God. And, you know, yes. when I consider how I've rebelled against him, I consider how my heart is, uh, as another uh, hymn writer has said, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. When I, right. when, when I contemplate that, I think, despite all of that, God still loves me. God died on a cross to save me. How can I not be thankful? I, I think one of the questions I wanted to get to is how do we cultivate a spirit of thanksgiving? And I think uh, that has a large part to do with it. Yes, we ought to pursue that as one of our goals. You know, we have a tendency to move toward goals. Well, let's establish a goal that we're going to be thankful this time of the year and really throughout the year. And we ought to cultivate that attitude on a daily basis. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, you're you're a music guy, and you've been trained in that. Back, if I if remember correct, you've been classically trained. Um, and so music... Yeah. Is, well, go ahead. Yeah, I, I've studied uh, music. Uh, I, I have a few credentials. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still working at it. Uh, but yes, the Lord has allowed me to have some music uh, training. Yeah. You're better than me who's just struggling to pick a banjo. So I'm going to consider you the expert <laughs> in this area. How... How can we use music to cultivate that idea of thankfulness and, and praise and worship and gratitude? Well, Brother Kevin, that's a great question. How can we use music to, in this pursuit of giving thanks? Well, uh, one preacher from the past, Spurgeon, said it mm -hmm. this way, When your heart is full of Christ, you will want to sing. Yeah. I think that's true. When your heart is full of Christ, you'll want to sing. You know, singing to God, 
giving thanks to God. Those two things go together beautifully. And repeatedly in the scriptures, we find this amazing invitation from the Lord. Repeatedly it says, sing to the Lord. Now that's an imperative, that's a divine command, but it's also a glorious invitation Mm. that God invites every Christian to sing to him. You know, there are Christians who are amazing singers, and there's Christians who are really not amazing singers. <laughs> yeah. But in comparison to God, none, none of us are really great singers. God's right. perfect. I've, you know, I've worked at becoming a singer. I don't consider myself a great singer at all. But, uh, you know, that God would want to hear a sinful man like me to sing to him. Mm. That's an amazing invitation. But obviously God wants us to because he says it repeatedly in the scriptures. So every Christian ought to be singing to the Lord. And I'll tell you, a grandpa singing to God certainly will help the grandchildren. Mm. It's a good thing for granddads to be seen and heard by the grandchildren, praising God and glorifying him both in song and in word and in deed. Mm. And so um, this Thanksgiving Day, I challenge all of these listeners to the basic Bible broadcast to make it a day of true gratitude to God, including have a time of singing today. Sing to God. Mm. Glorify Him. And that's one of the great ways that we can corporately, you know, a group of us, uh, participate in uh, in thanking God is by singing to Him. Now, our family already has a song picked out that we're going to be teaching yeah. our kids on Thanksgiving, and it's a song that has been a blessing to me uh, for the past decade or so as I've learned it. It's a really simple song, and, and you might be familiar with this song since I believe you wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little chorus called I Am Blessed. Yes, I have published that song. I did not write it. A a preacher in North Carolina wrote that song. But I have used it a lot. I am blessed. I am blessed every day that I live. I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Mm. I am blessed. That's a great chorus. I'm glad you're singing it. I have done, I, I've sung that little, I mean, uh, I, I first heard it as you sang it at a, uh, a revival service that, uh, that you were at when I was at, out in uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. And I can tell yeah. you, I, I, when I get discouraged or when I, when I start feeling down or unappreciated or just in the depths, there are times I'll just, whether it's in the shower or whatever, I'll start singing that to myself. And it reminds me of all of the goodness yeah. of God that sometimes, you know, I, I, kind of forget about and it, it and that's i think another reason how we could use music to to worship and to praise god is that it reminds me of all the greatness and goodness that god is and the many ways that god's blessed me yes singing christian music certainly brings clarity right. to a christian's life uh brings perspective we have been blessed you know you think about psalm 103 where david is having a conversation with his soul. He says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. 
you know, David's having a little conversation with himself, and he tells his soul. He, he basically grabs his soul by the nap of the neck and said, listen, soul, we're going to bless the Lord. Mm. And then you um, read the following verses, you'll see that he's thanking God for his safety. He's thanking God for his health. You know, we've got so many things to be grateful for in this yeah. season of Thanksgiving. And so sing to God, express our words of thanks to God, pray to Him, glorify Him, extol Him all day long and every day. Hmm. You know, as you're saying that, I was thinking of Psalm 42. Here you have the psalmist who's just down in the depths. He kept saying, oh, my soul, yes. why are you cast down within me? But it says, I will yes. hope in God. In fact, he talks about, I will go back with the the congregation, and I will sing, I will praise God. He's determined he's going to do that because he's reminding himself of what, again, what God has done. I have preached from that psalm. Mm. In fact, the most recent sermon I preached from that, I entitled it, Revival Out of Depression. Mm. You know, depression is real. Yes. And you see in that uh, passage, you know, David is down. The psalmist is down. You read um, other places in the scripture where he, he talks about how lonely he is and how isolated he is. I preach from that uh, passage, uh, it's lonely at the top. You know, mm. those things are all, well, common to man. There are times when you feel all alone. There's times that you feel forsaken. And really, affliction and betrayal and injustice, all these things happen to Christians. Yeah. But even in those times, we ought to still be glorifying God. Right. And, you know, it won't be very long till we'll be with the Lord. This life is just a little vapor. Right. It's so brief. And we ought to use what time we have, thanking God, blessing Him, and telling others about Him. You know, and you made it a point to say Christian music. Uh, a few yeah. years back, I was, I was working as a delivery driver for an auto parts store in, in Connecticut, and I was out delivering, and I, I just remember feeling really depressed and really down. And I discovered the, the previous driver that was driving this van had turned to the country music station. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I never turned it off. Yeah. And I remember, oh, man, this music is really depressing. I had to turn this off. And I, and I think that's, that's uh, you know, the music that you choose does affect your attitude. The music that you choose to listen Absolutely. to does affect your, your demeanor. Absolutely. Yeah, there is very depressing music, you know, and there's music that points and glorifies sin and things that are immoral and, and drunkenness, many uh, themes of music, rage and lots of things that really is not helpful in the, the walk with Christ. Yeah. And much of the world's music will, um, will lead you astray, but the music of the Lord Christian music that's really based on the Bible. Yeah. Well, it'll never it'll never lie to you. A lot of the world's music will tell you lies, <laughs> just out and out lies. It's not a good thing to get drunk. Um, the world's music may um, tell you the benefits of it, and there is pleasure in sin. But the Bible says it's just for a season. You know what's fascinating? There's consequences to sin. What's fascinating about this is sometimes I think we're tempted when we are down, when we are feeling angry or whatever, we're tempted to listen to music that feeds into that because uh, it's, yes. like, it's a real raw emotion. But when you look at the Psalms, you know, this is God's music here. All of that, all yes. of the, the, there's a whole host of emotion 
that's described there is David and the other psalmists pour out their hearts and, and, and they're really raw in their emotion, but it's handled in a yeah. godly way. And so Christian music, good Christian music, doesn't ignore emotion or ignore these things, but it's a God-centered way of bringing us back and focusing on what's really important, focusing on the cross, that actually helps to solve some of these issues and these emotions that we're going through. Amen to that. That's very well spoken. You know, music that doesn't touch your emotions at all is really boring music. <laughs> you know, good Christian music will touch a man's intellect, his heart, and his volition, mm. his will, his choosing. Good Christian music will challenge you to live for Christ. It will encourage you to do the right thing. And so uh, on this Thanksgiving, we should all be using good Christian music to help us live the Christian life. Amen. All right, and, and to do that, you can log on to Bible Truth Music to find some of that good music. And that website is www.bibletruthmusic.com, and we'll have that on our website. And uh, Brother Byron, we usually wrap things up by uh, giving some resources, recommended resources to help us dig a little deeper in this. And um, Normally we talk about books, but we also want to talk about music. But um, I do want to mention two books that are on your website, um, one of which I've read and another I haven't read yet. Um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about these uh, two books. First is a book uh, that you co-wrote, Bible Truth for New Believers. And I, I've read this. It's a short little book, but it kind of gets into what we talk about on our podcast and basic Bible doctrines. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, that resource. Now, you said Bible Truth for New Believers. Yeah, that's right. our that's our new convert yeah. booklet, which uh, we have citywide campaigns, citywide crusades, citywide rallies, whatever you'd like to call them. These are evangelistic meetings. And um, we've had as many as 251 public professions of salvation. I'm talking about of people who came forward and yeah. were dealt with. And anytime we have someone who professes to receive Christ as Savior, we give them that little booklet, mm. which uh, basically consists of six brief little lessons of discipleship. We review salvation as chapter one, and then we uh, talk about tithing, we talk about church attendance, we talk about prayer, we talk about baptism and studying of the Bible, those foundational things. And we've... Um, I think we've printed about 200,000 of those little booklets at this point. Many churches use them, uh, you know, giving them to their new converts. It's a very brief discipleship program. You know, when you get saved, you get into the Lord's discipleship program. And it doesn't just last six lessons. Right. It's really lifelong. But there's a little booklet to help someone get started. And you can find that on our website. It's called Bible Truth. Or new believers, and then the other book, and I, I have to admit I haven't read this yet, but it's on my list to read. In fact, I've got to order the book because it looks really fascinating. At the core of revival and evangelism, and you co-wrote this with two guys I really respect, uh, Tom Farrell and John, and John Getch. Uh, could could you talk to us a little bit about that book? Yes, you know it was my honor to work with those two outstanding evangelists. Both of these men are about 10 years older than I am, and they have really blazed a trail as evangelists. And so I was asked um, to help write that book. 
I wrote three of the chapters and co-wrote a third, uh, a fourth chapter. Um, and my chapters were on one was on music, one was on details, and another was on organizing uh, for the made for a revival meeting, and then a a chapter on prayer. And um, uh, we've been surprised at the uh, response of the book, and we're thankful for it. And um, annually, we have a meeting together. The three of us evangelists host a meeting called CORE, C-O-R-E, which stands for Conference on Revival and Evangelism. And so the first year we uh, did that conference, we released this little booklet. Well, it's a little book. I guess it's 150 to 180 pages long. But those are two outstanding events. I'm, I'm excited that you're going to get a copy of it. Uh, brother Kevin, and I hope it's a help to you. And we want to—we don't want to leave without uh, mentioning one of the newest products. And I see that you're you're promoting this quite a bit. Um, you've got a Bible story CD for kids. Yes, um, Lamentations chapter one and verse five. Jeremiah was lamenting many things that were wrong with his nation. But one thing he mentions in Lamentations chapter 1 and verse 5, he makes this statement, her children are gone. I read that on, um, it was October the 10th, 2017. I was in a church service. A preacher was preaching, and he was preaching from the book of Lamentations. I read that phrase, and my heart was just struck at the lament of Jeremiah and I could also echo it about the children in America. I thought about how far from God our country has gone and how far our school systems have gone from the Lord. In the first 150 years of our country's existence, well, we taught the Bible in our schools and we had prayer. But in 1962 and 1963, those things changed in America. We quit reading the Bible. We quit having public prayer. And we've just gotten further and further away from God. And currently, there's 51 million school-aged children in America that are classified as unchurched American children. Hmm. 51 million. There's only 70 million school-aged children in America, and 51 million of them never, not once a year, goes to church. And so that means they have no training, no instruction from the Bible whatsoever. And so God put it on my heart to begin producing these Bible stories for kids. These are audio dramas from the Bible. We've got a we've got a star, as it was, Mr. Hightower, who's the host of the stories. And then we have different children. We've got Damien, we've got Mia, we've got Toby. You need to get some of these and listen mm-hmm. to them. In fact, just today we recorded two more episodes. We've got an entire, um, you know, series that we're producing. But so far, we released the first CD, and in the first four weeks, we've uh, distributed more than twenty thousand copies of the CD. And of course, downloads. It's up on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on well, one hundred and fifty different platforms where you can listen to it or download it. Or come to our website and order it, <laughs> BibleTruthMusic.com. 
All right, well, Brother Viner, there's a lot more on your website as well. A lot of good music. And uh, if you want you want my recommendations, send me an email, and I'll be happy to uh, to talk about those. Uh, Brother Byron, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast today and uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us. Well, I'm so happy. God bless you, Brother Kevin, and your family. Well, I want to thank all of you for listening as well. Don't forget, that's BibleTruthMusic.com. You can check out all of those resources there. Don't forget to check out our website, which is going to be uh, changing this weekend. We're going to be updating a few things, so check that out at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And next week, we'll jump right back into our series on the attributes of God, so you don't want to miss that. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Yeah.